You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Teen Mom. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Teen Mom news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now... Picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for Teen Mom. Hello, everyone. Sadly, the season of Teen Mom has come to an end, but lucky for us Teen Mom fans, the reunion aired last night, and I have my two favorite co-hosts, Jackie Moran and DJ Jesse Janity, co-hosting with me to discuss everything that happened in last night's reunion. Hello, guys. What up? What's up, Mari? <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear your opinions on Sarah and Amber. Unfortunately, they're making us wait another week to find out what's going on with Macy and with Caitlin. The problem I had, well, I thought the show was very interesting. I love Dr. Drew. I'm going to be gushing about him all night long. <laughs> but... um the problem I had is this show was taped four months ago. And, you know, Jackie, Jesse, and I host Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after shows together and some other Real Housewives shows together. And those reunion shows are not taped when the taping ends. They're taped right before the reunion airs, you know, usually about a week or two or a couple of weeks. This was taped four months ago. And for all of our fans who have been listening every week with the news and gossip updates, so much has happened in these four months that, to me, this reunion seemed to really be missing out on obvious things and to be lagging behind. The most obvious to me is Amber's suicide attempt. So first off, before we get into it, Jesse and then Jackie, what did you guys think about a reunion that we're seeing that's four months old? Um, I, and I didn't know, realize that until uh, actually you sent the uh, that information, and it kind of upsets me. Um, you know, I'm a, re- a reality freak here at AfterBuzz, Um so that's the one thing that I love about these reunions. I can't wait because I want them to have seen the show um, to be able to comment about it. Only reason I'm going to say, I guess the reason for them doing that, though, yes, a lot goes on within those months. Um, but I guess for the most part, like with Real Housewives, Real World, those shows, they do that for the drama effect. You know, they really want these cast members to watch it so they can say, mm, you said this behind my back, you said this and this and this. Whereas this show is kind of, they don't really do a lot of the like talking to the camera alone. This is like kind of like you really follow their lives. Um, so I feel like because they've been taping for the, se- the new season for a couple months, for a month or two, correct? Yeah, for about a month. So I'm wondering. I mean, I guess they won't touch upon the suicide attempt, but um, you know, I'm wondering if they did it because, well, I guess that kind of nicks it out. Then, you know, I was wondering if they did it maybe because they 
you know, wanted to go into uh, Farrah's move with the show rather than, you know, doing the reunion now and her talking about what's go- what we're going to be seeing on the next uh, season. You know, I don't, I don't know why they would do it. Um, I think one thing I did notice from this, uh, you know, finale was that it was very positive. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to say it again, dick in the soup. I think there was some dick in the soup moments tonight, but... Explain to your teen mom listeners what dick in the soup is, because I know we use it in a lot of our reality shows, but I don't know if we've used it yet on teen mom. Um, dick in the soup is basically when the producer puts his taste on the episode. You know, he throws out what you should might say. Maybe you should say this, or, you know, he wants his spin on it. Um, I actually feel like I saw a lot of this tonight. Um more so than other shows. And it- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. It kind of stands out with these shows because I think the thing about this reality show, I don't think anything about this is scripted. I don't, the majority of it, I don't think, you know, maybe here or there they, you know, try to get a story out of something, but I think this is really like we're seeing what these kids are going through. Um, but tonight I think that we saw a little bit, um, some dick in the soup. So I don't, but. And the reason I'm saying that is because it was so positive. It was really like, what has Teen Mom done for you? What has it done for America? So, I mean, I want to get into that later when we start talking about the individual girls, but that's what I personally think of the four months later. And Jackie, what do you think about it lagging so behind? Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed when I heard that, but at the same time, Jesse, you bring up a good point. They probably wanted to go into another t- season of taping, so the, it's almost rather than a reunion. I think they called it like a finale special, and it's kind of like the girls live in the studio having, you know, this finished filming. They probably went live into the studio to sum everything up kind of thing. So, I mean, I get that. Um, but I am disappointed, of course, being where we're at now as a viewer. I would have much rather it have been now that they're live in the studio. But I also do agree, Jesse, that it was Dr. Drew did a great job of trying to sort of help these girls out, make it positive. You can see, and we're obviously going to talk about each one individually, but you can just see how troubled these girls are. And, you know, the point of the show is to show other girls and young teenagers out there what happens to your life when this happens. I know I get stirred up every time I watch this show. So I kind of like the role that Dr. Drew played in this because I think he was trying to help these girls who are, you're right, I don't think it's fixed for television at all. I mean, maybe it's fixed in the prompting of the questions, but Amber's emotions, Farrah's emotions, those emotions are real. So I like the way Dr. Drew handled it. And I think out of everybody... You know, Caitlin started off on a great note, um, and I can't wait to hear what she's about next week, but the two girls this week certainly have a lot going on. And the reason why I'll disagree with you, Jesse, when you say it was so produced 
I, it looked to me like Dr. Drew genuinely cared about these girls. And, you know, he has been hosting these finales since 16 and pregnant with these girls. So he's seen these girls, you know, maybe once a year since they were 16. And so he, he seems to really genuinely care about how they're doing and helping them. And so, you know, it does kind of reek of, oh, my God, look for the positive, look for the positive. But, you know, to me, it was very genuine. Let's talk about Farah first and, you know, Dr. Drew with Farah. Um, one thing that was so interesting to me was we saw her last week's episode say, okay, I'm going to give Sophia up to, you know, her grandparents, to my parents while I leave for Florida. And, you know, her mom applauded her for that decision. And then on air, while they were taping this reunion show, she decides, actually, I just want to be without Sarah for two weeks while I set up and get myself settled, and then I'll bring uh, Sophia back with me. And that, I don't know, she seems so lost and so confused, and I think that, you know, it's very hard to make a decision like that, let alone have everyone, you know, criticizing you or giving you their opinions on that decision. So that's why maybe she's not so firm in it. But I was kind of shocked that it was like on air. She was saying, actually, mom, I decided I'm going to keep Sophia. What did you guys think about that? I mean, I thought it was definitely, I'm not even going to lie. I got teary eyed. For this um i'm usually not really a Farrah fan but i connected with her so much in this i think you know with the cameras around her she's you know ch- playing this mummy mode which not playing she's trying to become a mom but she knows that the camera's there and i think sitting there her there you know just sitting her down and rather than her, letting her be in control which the show does it was dr drew in control and it was letting her sit down it was a defense mechanism, you know, saying, I mean, how hard is that to say you're not going to have your daughter? Everything she sat there and said to you was so open, so real, and just like, she's sitting there thinking, like, I'm really going to be leaving my daughter. Uh, so to see her make that comment, it was really childish. It shows her immaturity on top of that, you know, but... Oh, I really, really felt for this girl just seeing her tear up like that. I just know the inner turmoils that she's going through. And it's just like, like Dr. Ju said, it's okay to have those feelings. And she needs to understand that. It broke my heart. She doesn't have any friends. It broke my heart. Like, she just hasn't. She feels like she has nothing. But she has so much. But she can't grow up. She can't get over the fact that she had this child alone. That's what I, that's what's going on in this girl's head, and it's just it's so sad to see that. And so for her to make that comment, as ridiculous as it was, um, you know, and the thing that kind of really grossed me out with the mother was just that's if I was in that position, my mother would have like been all over me in that moment, like, and have it had I explained it, not Doctor Drew saying, okay, well, you know what, I think you need to go down to Florida and experience it and then the mother step in and say yeah she needs to experience it and you know then she'll understand why I'm saying this the mother's so cold that I don't think fair deals with her emotions because she doesn't know how to deal with them because the mother doesn't know how to deal with emotions it's just a weird relationship between them so I think she said it you saw the cattiness between them but 
you know, it just proved her not not growing up. See, Jesse, I totally have to disagree with you because while you at first really feel for her with the isolation and her saying she doesn't want to isolate herself, but she feels her, you know, she can't figure out how to have friends. Nobody, it's hard to have real friends, all that. You feel really bad. But I think this girl is a mess. I'm Rightfully so. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve to have these feelings, but I think she is so immature and selfish to make a decision like that on air to say those things, then to say in the beginning, if anybody caught this other than me saying, well, you know, it's not worth it, you know, the way she talks about safe sex and all that, she's like, it's not worth it. To me, that's her saying her daughter is not worth it. Like, yeah, you made a bad decision, but when you have the child, if you love them, don't you normally like say, well, she's the best thing that ever happened to me? I feel like all she can think about is herself. She says, I want her with me so I can reach her quicker. You know, I think her mom was dead on. I think her mom and Dr. Drew called it out perfectly. I don't know why you guys hate the mother so much because I think her mom is an adult. She knows she's on television. She's being proper and she's saying the right things and she's not saying too much. I don't see her as cold. I see her as the only one who knows what she's talking about. Am I all alone here, guys, or what? I mean, I agree that her mom obviously is more mature than Farah. The only thing is, and you know, I'm not a big Farah fan, but I do have to admit that her mom, I don't know what her intentions are here. Obviously her intentions are what's best for Sophia, but I can't help but think that her intentions are also what she wants and her selfishness of wanting to have Sophia in her life. And I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough decision, and I'm not saying that Sarah's decision was right or wrong. I was just saying I was kind of shocked that she decided to change her mind while taping this show without telling her mother beforehand, like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm having second thoughts. I'm thinking maybe, you know, I don't want her to be with you, you know, fully for the next two years, maybe just while I get settled. I don't know. I felt like Sarah didn't have the courtesy there I, I definitely feel jackie that she she definitely is a hot mess hot as steaming <laughs> yeah. boiling sh- shit mess like the girl is crazy but that stems from someplace and yes spoiled yes i believe her mother did spoil her but here's the thing i grew up with this i grew up with these type of people we want to blame the kid because it's just like well you can't like you know what i mean like i, I my parents there's no book for parenting so my parents, you know, raised me to the best of their ability. If you look at me and my brother, two totally different people. I got it. You know what I mean? There came an age where I said, you know what? Okay, I need to grow up. I need to get myself together. I got it. You know, I see girls surrounding me who I'm actually friends with. And they go through this exact emotion. And I sit there and I wonder why. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I went to school for psychology as well. You know, so the mind intrigues me. Why is this happening to this girl? Why is she going through this? You know, you can give, 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 give physically. But if you don't give mentally, that girl, that girl is a hot mess because she doesn't know any other way. She has no idea what she's doing. So to me personally, and this is what I say to, I, I'm, I need to stop calling out names. Um, <laughs> this is what I say to people in my life. But I say, 
you have to let them fall on their face. You have to. It's scary because there's a child involved. I understand. But that's the best thing that happened to some people in my life. You know, let her go to Florida. Let her realize how hard it is. Let her work those long hours. I understand Sophie's going to be in daycare. Sophie's going to be in, you know, away from her mother. But like she said, what is more important? Personally, for me, it's more important that if Farron needs to get her daughter, she can quickly go get her, not fly someplace like that, because then she's going to be a hot, even hotter mess if something happens to Sophie and she can't get to her that quickly. You know what I mean? This girl is going through some mental issues, but they're not mental issues that she can't get over. She needs to grow up and she just needs to hit the wall to realize that. Um, and I've noticed it too many times. She's sitting here in her hometown. She has her baby. She has her mom who takes care of the baby whenever she needs it. She's still being a princess. She, she can afford to be selfish. Let her go to Florida. Let her have to work. Let her have to go to school. Let her have to put Sophie in places. And she will grow up on her own naturally. It's, I just think, that per, I think that's the best thing for her. Right now, I think she needs to struggle because she's never struggled. Well, the mom says that. The mom says, I think she needs to go and then, you know, take, take her down, do it on her own, and then she'll understand. So I think the mom understands that. I think, you know, to be hit with that on national television right then and there with your child deciding like a crazy person, like, actually, <laughs> I'm going to take her with me after you just redid her room. I think that was the best response she could have had as a mother. Um, and I think, you know, you're right. I do think she needs to get away, but sadly what I think is going to happen is she's going to get away and realize she can't do it. And then she's going to, you know, either, however, no matter what, this is going to harm the child because she needs to get out. You're right. I do think she needs to get out, but I just think that the child is going to get hurt through all this, no matter what, whether she goes, whether she doesn't go. But I do see that Farrah needs to get out. I think the saner people here are the parents, and that's why I'd rather see Sophia with them. But, you know, either way, I do agree that Farrah needs to get out. But I have to give the mom credit because I think she said all the right things. Uh, I, I, one thing I wanted to say about this that I thought was beautiful, there's so many things that we don't talk about in life, and I think that this was amazing for it to be on television. And I hope everybody watches this. I wish I could convert everyone to a Teen Mom fan to watch this because this is something that goes around America, and it, especially now with the generation coming up, that nobody talks about, about not wanting to grow up, not realizing, like, there is, there is a time, like, you don't just hit 21 and you're automatically grown up. You have to make that decision. And nobody talks about that. Nobody really hits that on the head. And just seeing, that's where, where it really, I felt for Farrah, watching it live on television, her realizing that, her making that random decision and Dr. Drew calling her out on it. It showed right there, live. You need to grow up and you haven't yet. And because you made that exact comment, you're proving you saw the emotion of her mom talking about the bedroom. If you looked at Farah that entire time, her facial expressions, she it hit her. She said, oh my God, like, I'm leaving my hometown. I'm going to Florida. My room has changed. My memories, the memories she wanted to get away from because she wants to grow up. She wants to be, 
you know, looked at as an adult. But really, she doesn't know how to do that. Those are the things she wants, but she doesn't know how to do it. So, and Dr. Drew hit it on the head. She's emotionally, she hasn't realized that. And I, I just thought that was really awesome for somebody on a talk show to talk about. Because I don't think a lot of people do. Well, yeah, I think else about Clara, uh, and this may be controversial saying this, I think that she glorifies Derek and what they had and fantasizes what could have been, when in reality, I'm not really sure that what they had was as indicative as the way she talks about it. And what I mean is... Last week, I caught an episode, Sarah's original 16 and Pregnant episode was running on television, and I watched it, and in that original 16 and Pregnant episode, there is no mention of Derek at all. His death, him, nothing. All we know is that whoever, that the baby daddy was a bad guy, she changed her phone number and her parents didn't like him, and that's all we know. And we see, we see her with her friends, um, you know, with her cheerleader friends, whatever, there's no mention of him at all. And I understand maybe like at the time what was going on, but I, it's kind of shocking to me that like she could be going through a death like that and like come out like a superficial cheerleader on television like she did in that original episode. And uh, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that the way she glorifies it, like her tour last week with Sophia, like, oh, this is a place where we would make out on Lookout Hill or whatever. You know what I mean? Like she she glorified this, you know, ran, you know, this teen high school fling and is like, you know, what could have been, what could have been. And I don't think that's helping her to move on. I think that she glorifies him and what could have been. Do you guys, do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I said that last week. I just, I didn't get it. It didn't make sense. I understand why they wouldn't play it during the 16 and pregnant episode, though. I feel like it might be, you know, we're talking about this with the Beverly Housewives. You know, they don't want to touch the suicide talk. So I think maybe for 16 and pregnant, you know, what? getting young girls and talking about that, there's already so much emotions and dealing with that they may not have wanted to hit that on the head right away and kind of ease their way into that, maybe. I don't know, Jackie, what do you think? No, I definitely think, I agree with you, Mari, that she's definitely glorifying Derek. Um you know, I definitely think she's getting away with, like, a lot of imaginary thoughts. Even the montage with the modeling thing again, that gets me every time. I mean, she's definitely, like, you want to feel bad for her, but, I, like, I definitely think glorifying Derek is a perfect example of how, you know, the no friends thing. I think these are all, like, exaggerations in her head, and... She's really, like, not in touch with the, with reality. And her wanting to escape, you know, and go to Florida or go wherever, like, she's just totally not facing reality in any way. The Derek thing is just another example. And I think she, unfortunately, is going to fall on her face somehow. I don't want to say that about a young girl like that, but she is going to get some sort of rude awakening. And I, that's why I don't want Sophia to be the one to have to, to bear the brunt of that with her go, going, escaping her life and just, you know, continuing to imagine things that aren't there, like the Derek thing. 
And, Jesse, you brought up Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Russell's suicide and how they're dealing with it now. When I watch Teen Mom, and especially this reunion, there's so many parallels, especially with Amber. It's like, you know, a lot after Russell passed away, a lot of people talked about, did the show drive him to do it? And when watching Amber, who, you know, we were just talking about Sarah and how how lost she seems, how broken she seems, how she, you know, burst into tears so many times. Amber was even sadder to watch. And watching Amber on this reunion show, I can't help but think, did her fame on Teen Mom help drive what happened only weeks after this tape, which was her suicide attempt on June 14th. And the biggest problem I had with this show being taped four months ago was not even with Sarah, not with Macy, not with Caitlin, but with Amber. Since this show taped, it's like a huge elephant is in the room. She tried to commit suicide and had been in rehab for three months, for 90 days. And we're not going to get any of that because this was taped before all that. And so that's where the biggest elephant in the room was for me. But just like I watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, retrospectively, knowing, knowing what I know now, I watched it even closer to, you know, pick up on things with Russell. Knowing what I know now about Amber, I've been watching Teen Mom this entire season much closer. And last night, and last night's episode was heartbreaking. This girl is even more lost than Sarah. And uh, first I just want to talk about her and Gary before we get into her sister's death from uh, infant crib death because uh, that was what really, you know, caused her breakdown. Her and Gary, like you said last week, Jesse, you said Gary needs to stop letting Amber treat her, treat him that way. And I love that Dr. Drew picked up on that. Dr. Drew said, it's okay, most 20-year-old couples act this way, but you can't act this way when you have a kid. And he called them out on it. And he said, Amber, you need to stop, like, being a bitch to him. And, Gary, you need to stop taking it. And it was sad to watch. She called him. She said he's gone downhill uh, in terms of maturity. You know, she takes a long, long pause when asked if, if she loves him. And Gary's clearly offended by that. And, I don't know, watching them back and forth, it's like, will that cycle ever end? I mean, I don't, I don't know if it will end. Uh, they are just, their relationship is a lot. Uh, you know, I know Dr. Drew said that, you know, he wants them in couples therapy. And he appreciates that Gary has been going, but I don't know if that's enough. I don't. I, I don't know if it's, it, it's like I said last week. I, I mean, I, I just think they both need to move on, have different relationships, and accept that. I think it might ease the tension between the two of them. And, you know, in a year, two years, three years, when you both realize, you know what, these relationships aren't working. I want to be with the father, the mother of my child. Let that happen. Because you see it. There's just, it's so poisonous. And the long pause, she's very catty. And it's just like, you know, you, you claim this maturity, but you just throw these little remarks out. And now Gary's doing it. 
You know, I, I don't believe he used to do that seasons ago, and it's like now he's doing it, and he's picking that habit up from her. And it's just like, well, now you guys are really, as Adele says, rolling in the deep, going a little too <laughs> far, guys. It, it's, 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 it's so poisonous. It's almost scary at the fact that I don't think it can be tamed without years apart. Found it, Jackie. Yeah. Did, did no, you I'm, like though that Dr. Drew agreed with you and Dr. Drew said, Gary, you need to stop, you know, letting her walk all over you, letting her say these things to you? Yeah, absolutely, because it's what it is. It's not uh, with that. I'm not guessing that that's what it. That's what it clearly is. You can see it. Like last week, we saw him playing a ukulele, like a love song. Like you have a court order that you guys cannot be around. You can't be around the mother of your child. Like, and we're three seasons deep. Drop it. It's the Sammy and Ronnie situation. Except y'all are not getting back together. You y'all are not together. And you keep throwing snowballs at each other. It's it's just it's Sammy and Ronnie, except with a kid, which is even worse. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, and sad to say it, but I think Sammy and Ronnie, if they had a kid, I think that would put them closer together. I think this is yeah. one of the most toxic relationship I've ever seen. I'm sorry, Jackie, I cut you off. So go ahead. No, you no, you guys called. I'm so glad you guys just brought up what you did, and I love that you brought up Dr. Drew here because he was perfect he was like cut the crap this is fine for 20 year olds in a relationship not for 20 year old parents you need to play fair game you need to figure out how to have safety at home he called them out in the you know like in a way that wasn't too condescending so that hopefully they hear what he's saying i think dr drew is awesome i just have to say that um you know amber you can just feel her aggression you can feel her being like no 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 like you can just you feel like she wants to hit him right there on the stage i mean this girl is another hot mess in a in a in a totally different way because she has aggression and you can see it even when she says she has hate for the people you know that um comment on her on being on the show she's somebody who really maybe shouldn't be on this show. And I know you have a special segment on her, Mari, that we're going to talk about, so I'm not going to go into too much. But she's somebody who really may not benefit at all from this show and really quite the opposite, somebody who can't handle being in a public spotlight because of her issues. I think it's only making her and her life worse. Yeah, in tonight's special segment, we're going to be talking about whether... This reunion show, which was just weeks before the suicide attempt, had any effect on what happened. Um, so we'll talk about that. And I do want to talk about what eventually led Amber to storm off the stage. But since we're, since we're sitting here gushing about Dr. Drew, uh, Jesse, I know that uh, the Macedo twins, who are uh, After Buzz TV co-hosts, got a chance to meet Dr. Drew. Uh, I saw them gushing about him as well on Facebook. Can you share any of that for us, for, for the fans, so they get a sense of what he's like? Well, I'll have more uh, updates for next week. Um, I have yet to really talk to the girls, but I know they had a great time. I guess Dr. Drew is like a real sweetheart, um, actually wants to come in and do After Buzz. Um, so that would be, I mean, I would love to do a teen mom and get his opinion because 
almost in the sense of I want to pick his brain because the, the, you know these girls. It's four different girls that are so unique and amazing, and the fact that you know I'm not gonna lie, Doctor Drew kind of annoyed me when I learned who he was through Celebrity Rehab. Um, he seems very cold, and I feel like he doesn't really get into the with the patients on Celebrity Rehab. Um, but then when you see him working with these girls, you see a totally different side of him. Um, they actually went to the Life Changes uh, episode, and um, yeah, they they had they just they had a blast. Um, they got to meet him at the end. He came up to them and made sure that he, you know, got to talk to them. Michelle uh, <clears throat> confessed her love for him and uh, made sure <laughs> that if he is to listen to any after shows and he hears anything about how any of the girls want to take his shirt off or whatever, you know, he just covers his ears during those parts. But, uh, no, he has a really great sense of humor, and um, hopefully we can get him in here for Afterbus very shortly. Yeah, for our listeners, uh, Maria Menounos created uh, Afterbus TV, the network, and she is working with Dr. Drew on a new show on the CW called Life Changers. And so uh, two of our co-hosts got to meet him. I'm going to read her uh, her Facebook status. That was from yesterday. I'm so beyond excited that I just had a convo with Dr. Drew, and he invited us back to interview him. He's a hunk. I strongly considering considered offering my hand in marriage. I think it was meant to be. So uh, it seems like the Sato twins are as big a fans of Dr. Drew as we are. And um, we're going to talk to Maria about hopefully getting Dr. Drew on. I'm not sure in time for next week, but definitely in time for our next season of 16 and Pregnant and or Teen Mom. So uh, that'll be something to look forward to. But let's get back to Amber. Uh, Before we talk about whether, you know, what happened in this taping had any effect on her suicide attempt, Let's talk about why she stormed off in the first place, which was talking about her sister. I guess when Amber was four or five years old, her sister was two weeks old and died of sudden infant death syndrome. Um, You know, I was shocked to hear that when she was saying how much she remembered, you know, she remembered seeing the stretcher, she remembered her mom screaming, which must be awful, but I was shocked to hear that those details she has never once in her life ever shared. And no wonder why she stormed off when her mom started talking about it. You could see Dr. Drew said, tell me about that night. And Amber said, no, don't. And then her mom was like, her mom was strong enough to discuss it. And she started discussing it. She started saying, you know, I walked in, she wasn't breathing. And then Amber immediately couldn't handle it and stormed out. And this is a girl who is breaking. And Jackie, when you said you think that this girl can't handle being on the show, I totally agree with it. And I just think that her family must have bottled up the emotions from what happened and never discussed it in all these years of her life. And when you bottle something up like that, you never share it. It's bound to burst like we saw on television. Jesse. I, and Jackie, I wanted to make. I wanted to say I totally agree. This girl should not be on television. I think Doctor Drew. I hope he would. Real. I hope he sees that and realizes it and tells MTV. You know, for the sake of this girl, we need to get her off. There's so much inside of her. You know, you you saw. 
I think that even just hearing about, even though it was, it was her sister and it was years ago, she's thinking about her daughter as well. And, you know, I think she relates everything to herself and all that stuff bo bottling up on top of the fact that you're live on television, on top of the fact that, you know, people ha hate you, people do bad things to you because they don't understand you. She has a lot on her shoulders. Um, so I totally understand her. You know, she also puts on this strong... Uh, facade and I think that's why she didn't want anyone to see her cry. I, don't, I think that's why she didn't want to cry on stage you know at the beginning when Dr. Drew said you know do you guys get any uh, Amber do you get more hate than you know love mail and she said no I get both you know but put on the strong face she said well I guess now I get more hate she's like but you know you have to accept that she said it like so sturdy like I've been dealing with this for years and it's whatever I don't care everyone's gonna say what they want to say She's too young to feel like that. She should feel affected by that because she's not a celebrity. She's a normal girl with a mo she's a mother and people are telling her how to raise her child. And I disagree with that. You know, I agree with what she said as far as people saying that uh, they should take the baby away from her. You know, and her, seeing her break down right then, I think that's what she was holding in throughout this whole episode. She's been holding it in however long and that was her breaking point actually hearing I mean that mother went step by step what happened not even like just explaining the situation like step like describe the night like I had a visual in my head of what went down definitely I honestly like Amber first of all them tell people telling her how to raise her child. You know, nobody has the right, nobody knows really how it is, right? But you know what? She's somebody who even take that aside, just the reaction that she's caused to people, it's causing her to bottle more up. It's causing her to work everything up more. And, you know, being inside the TV industry, I just want to bring this up for a second. Um, I've heard inwardly producer talk that, networks like Bravo, um, you know, I haven't heard anything on an MTV front, but networks like Bravo are thinking of, you know, even changing their style of programming due to the fact that, the, you know, what the suicide uh, reaction was and how that happened and them possibly blaming the show. And, you know, when we, I can't wait to get to the special segment, Mari, because this is another example of where do we look at Amber, and where do we look at producers, and where do we look at the public, you know, like, who's really to blame here? Um, can you really blame anybody? I mean, is it the producers for glorifying her in this, or not glorifying her, but exposing her this way? She's not old enough to make decisions to really know whether she should or should not do this show. Is it Amber's fault? Is it the public's fault? You know, whose fault really is it? But, you know, there's definitely consequences, and I think, you know, when we talk about that special segment, I have some thoughts on the producer's responsibility. Well, let's just get into it right now. I mean, basically, Sarah broke down a lot during this reunion, but Amber even more so. When talking about Gary, she just seemed angry, but when talking about her sister, she seemed like a broken 
human. She seems like Taylor seems on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, just totally crying. And as I said, this entire season of Teen Mom, every single episode, Amber was crying. And I don't know. She, she attempted suicide on June 14th, and this was filmed in the end of May. And you have to wonder if, I don't know, when she's taping, if she's still in Anderson, Indiana, she's, you know, still in her world, and then maybe going out there to Los Angeles, having to talk about these issues with Dr. Drew. I don't know. I, we'll have to see how, you know, next week's episode picks off with her. But you have to think that, you know, the fame and the negative feedback that she's been getting impacts her in a way that someone who is already most likely bipolar already has to deal with the struggles of teen moms all under a spotlight of people giving her death threats and telling her her daughter should be taken away from her. You know, have to... I... I'm pointing my finger at NTV here that this girl was struggling. She was calling out for help, crying for help, basically all season. And, you know, luckily, luckily she was not successful in her attempt like Russell. But, you know, Jackie, I want to hear what you have to say. I, I blame NTV. I think they should have been more vigilant. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the thing is, is with the Bravo thing with Russell, I know for a fact from insider, you know, producers, I'm not going to reveal obviously my sources, but um, there is actual talk in the Bravo world that they have to change their programming because of the fact that this show, not that they're not admitting that the show would have caused anything. And I think nobody could ever really pinpoint that, but they're definitely, you know, we're saying how, you know, in, in uh, considerate it is for them to play this footage. But you know what? After they air that, I, I can guarantee you're going to see difference, a difference in the way shows are portrayed on Bravo. I can, I'm predicting that right now based on what I've heard. Same thing with MTV here. MTV is known for this kind of programming. Sometimes it takes a tragedy to sort of cause them to clean up their act, and I really think that MTV needs to wake up and, you know, when it gets to this point, is it worth the shock value? Is it worth it, you know, when you have a young girl attempting suicide? I think it directly relates to her place on the show. Now, can you blame MTV, though, because she's willingly signing on to doing it? You know, it's, it's a tough call. But I think that this will really cause some reactions within the MTV world also. Same way with Bravo. I I don't know, guys. I don't know if it will. Um, MTV kind of thrives off this type of story. Um, I under you know the only difference it be, her being younger, but everything you know you're sitting here and telling me you're running down the description of Amber, and I sit here and I say Britney Spears. We just went through this. This girl was in the public eye had children, people told her how to raise her children because she allowed their child to ride on her seat while she drove down her road. As if everyone in the world doesn't do that. 
um, you know, told her how she needs to raise it, told her she's a horrible dancer, performer, you're horrible at job, you're horrible mother, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. She's bipolar. She was going into surgery and physically doing things. There's so much on these girls' plates that, and we start with Brittany. She had the breakdown. The ambulance came, took her away. They locked her up, put her in meds. All of her emotions came out. They had to bring her family in. Here's Amber, a girl who's bottled up, never talks about her emo deepest emotions, um, has all these people, especially after the reunion. Now Dr. Drew has opened all of these emotions up. And I want to say, like, is this negative on Dr. Drew's behalf? But you open the, this, bot this can of worms up, and I understand you're doing it for the show, and I, I do believe he was genuine then, but is he following up with them a month later. I mean, that's a huge emotion to have opened up. And not even just that emotion, but the emotion with Gary. The pause that she took that long. You know, this is so much on this girl's plate that... And who's helping her figure that out? And she, she doesn't have Britney Spears money where her she can afford to fly her whole family in and, you know, pay for the best of best doctors and be put on medication and figure herself out and we saw with that it took Brittany years you know this girl is young going through these same exact issues and yes I do believe that this had something to do with the suicide attempt you know imagine having all of these issues now and then having to go back to your hometown and getting death threats and getting people more negative mail and negative you know, saying who can imagine the things that someone said? You probably this is what's going to happen to your daughter, the way you 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 raise her. Your daughter's probably going to end up dead somewhere. You know what I mean? People are nasty, so I absolutely do think MTV's fault because I do reading the after reading MTV's contracts, they completely state however they want to tell the story. So. Amber said it tonight. They don't really know me. They don't really know the story. You know, what is that saying? What is, you know, how much are we really seeing? How much is Amber really... What's, are we seeing all sides of Amber? Or are we seeing one side of Amber because it's entertaining? And they need four different girls. And what has that done to this girl? So, yes, absolutely. Well, even the fact that this was taped four months ago... I do have an update as to where the girls are now, so let's go to a quick commercial break before we get into a news and gossip segment. Update where they are now. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your After Buzz on. After Buzz TV News. So, we know that right after this show was taped 
Amber Portwood tried to commit suicide, then spent 90 days in a Malibu uh, rehab facility and was released last month tried to make up again with Gary and then as we said last week it sounded like she cheated on Gary he's moving on he tweeted last week um, I do want to find the right girl now he's tweeting apparently him and Leah are moving away from their hometown of Andersonville he said quote on Twitter Leah and I are moving to Noblesville by the lake and Andersonville is 30 minutes away so uh, Leah is in Gary's primary custody. Sounds like he's moving away from the drama. He's still 30 minutes away, so it's close enough for Amber to have her visit. But he is moving away. And, you know, I have to think that's for the better. I hope that they don't keep going through this back and forth cycle because something in this girl's life needs to change so that she doesn't try to do again what she did just a few months ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I really don't have much to say because it's repetitive. But I think this is great. 30 minutes away. It's not right around the corner. So they'll be able to have their space. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a solution, but it's definitely a sign that he knows that he needs to get away from her, which I think is good. But, um, you know, the same thing as Farah, like distance doesn't always solve problems. Uh, you know, getting away. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens. And uh, I have an update for our listeners on Sarah. She gave an interview last week regarding Sophia. And from her answers, it sounds like she is currently away from Sophia. You know, when this show taped was four months ago, she said she wasn't moving to Florida for another two months. Now it's the fall. School is starting now. So she's settling herself in now. Sounds like she's been away from Sophia, though. Uh, the interviewer asked, how are you handling being away from her? She said, quote, being away from Sophia is very hard. The first couple of days, I cried a lot, but I always check in and call her, and I'm keeping myself busy with school work and meeting new people in Florida. Uh, she says, I speak to Sophia twice a day. Sophia loves talking on the phone. And she said, honestly, I made the best choices for Sophia's life. And for my life, there are no regrets. I'm a great parent, and I'm rolling with the struggles and the great moments. I'm glad she's realizing that. I, I wish that the interview touched upon her emotions with her mother. Uh, that's that I'm kind of interested in that. But it looks like she's accepted it. I think, you know, following through with it and realizing it's not that bad... Um, and hopefully she takes it seriously and, you know, isn't working on, okay, in two years I'll come get her. I hope it's working on, okay, if I don't have my stuff together in a year, I at least have a two-year deadline. But I hope she's setting goals for herself and uh, it's great that she's obviously still in contact. And, but yeah, I hope she's setting little goals for Yeah, herself. I'm really happy. I'm happy about this update. Sorry, Jesse. Um, I definitely think she sounds like she's sort of back to reality a little bit, realizing she had to leave her behind right now. Um, I definitely think she's got to sort a lot of stuff out. <laughs> um, but I think Sophia's in the best place, and maybe she's in the right place to sort of figure her life out. 
And let's get into some predictions as for what we'll see next week with Caitlin and Macy. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So it seems like Caitlin, I'm glad that Dr. Drew brought up her struggle with her weight and her insecurity regarding Tyler cheating. It seems like she discusses that head on again. And even Caitlin is brought here. Uh, and then I'm excited to watch this trio of Macy, Kyle, and Ryan sitting the three of them in a line. And Kyle seems to get a little riled up. You know, they're talking about Ryan. You know, you said some mean things to Kyle. Kyle, did you say mean things about Ryan? And then Kyle gets all defensive and protective of Macy. I don't know. I think it's going to get awkward, but... Whenever Macy and Ryan are on screen together, I watch so closely because there has to be sexual tension there. There always is. So I want to see having the three of them there, if there's still going to be sexual tension between Macy and Ryan. And uh, I'm even more excited to see all of the toddlers. Uh, Sophia is adorable. Bentley is adorable as ever. So I'm excited to see all the toddlers on stage. It didn't look like uh, Carly or Brandon and Teresa we're going to be on next week's episode. You know, the last two reunions they've done with um, Caitlin, Brennan, Teresa, did come and did bring Carly. So it'll be interesting to see if they need to up again. Like it can be. Um, what did you guys think? What are you hoping and expecting for next week? Uh, I actually did my DVR cut off before any previews for next week. So that that's what I am hoping, and I'm glad that I'm going to get it. But I want to see the... Uh, Tyler, Macy, and Kyle situation. Um, I'm not Tyler. Um, what's his name? Macy's Kyle. Kyle. What's Macy's ex boy uh, boyfriend's name? Bentley's father. Yeah, Kyle. No, no, that's who. Uh, Brian. 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 Ryan. 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 There we go. Oh, Ryan. Sorry. Um, I'm excited to see that. I really hope Doctor Drew calls Kyle out. You know, and I kind of think it will be the. You know, well, I don't know. Have we heard any updates as far as Macy and Kyle still being together? They are still together. They are. So hopefully, you know, Dr. Drew calls that out and that fixes any little problems. Um, I think that with their relationship, it's kind of obvious. So hopefully he touches upon that. And uh, I'm glad he's, you know, going to go in with this whole uh, Tyler situation um, and the cheating and the insecurities and... I think I'm, I'm glad. I think they're going to give me everything I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm looking forward to seeing, I think, you know, surprisingly, I think I'm most intrigued by Macy, Kyle, and Ryan. Um, you'd think with the other girls sort of seeming to have deeper issues, you'd think they'd be more intriguing to me, but I'm more interested in this triangle. And I love that Caitlin... And seeing everything, their background, you know, we've talked about this in the past and what they've had to overcome, trying to make these right decisions, her going to school, her becoming a teacher or a, even an adoption counselor, doing all the right things. I really want to hear more from Caitlin because of that. I really think that she's setting a good example, the best that she can uh, for everything that's happened in her life. And, of course, that little monster impression. I think it was Sophia. Oh my God, I can't wait. 
<laughs> okay, well, hopefully the two of you can join me next week, and we'll work on getting Dr. Drew at some point. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening. And we have one more week, and that's it. So make sure to join us again next week, uh, Wednesday night, for our Teen Mom final After Buzz TV show. Have a good night, everyone. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.